0: Jenny Turner, Lovejoy Real Estate. Today we have such a special guest. Christian, our content creator, videographer, digital design extraordinaire, is usually behind the camera, but today he's in front of the camera. Thank you so much for coming.
1: Thank you for having me. It's uh, really cool to be here.
0: So, I wanted to follow up on a conversation that we had with Danielle on the team around buying your first house. Because one of the things that you mentioned to me, at some point in passing, and maybe you were even talking to someone else, I don't remember, but you said, hey, I didn't even know I could buy a house. And then we had this friend who was an agent who said I could, and then we magically bought a house. Mm-hmm. And when you first started working for us, I mean, I don't know, I didn't know you, right? Like, I assumed you were renting just probably something you said in passing, I thought you were you were renting. And then you're like, no, 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 I own it. Like, it's mine. And fast forward to today, now you own two houses, a new one for your family, mm-hmm. and you're in, you kept the first one as an investment. Mm-hmm. So go back in time when you were still renting, you didn't own a house. How did that happen? What happened there?
1: So uh, we were renting this uh, small, like 700 square foot apartment in uh, Southeast Portland. And uh, my wife, Lidio. she works at a preschool. She's the director there. And one of the parents there was a real estate agent. And she approached her and, and, uh, and asked her, hey, have you ever thought about buying a house? And, and she was like, no. Um, and then, so, uh, then she mentioned it to me later that day. Uh, and I was like, well, I mean we could try <laughs> uh, I you know like I, I'd always wanted to buy a house it's just never something I thought I could do yeah
0: that's and, then, and
1: all it took was really just the, the approach the question and then the curiosity and talking to a lender and um, and there there we were the beginning of buying our first home
0: why did you think you couldn't
1: so I because uh, homes were so expensive and uh-huh. and so I knew homes were expensive Um. Uh, combine that with things like mortgage insurance and then, um, and then it ends up where you, you have a higher monthly payment and it's just, I, I didn't think I could afford that. Right. Yep. And I think ultimately what it came down to, it's, it, which is kind of funny. Um, we were paying $1,200 in rent, okay. which is actually really, really cheap.
0: Yeah. Relatively. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like that's And this cheap. is what, like four years ago? Um, oof. Yeah. Like I think like, Five years ago, now. Okay. Yeah, and so, uh, so like twelve hundred dollars in rent, that, and that was the most expensive we had we had ever been paying monthly. Because <laughs> before that, we were just living out of my parents' garage in right. California, um, and so, so I thought that was a lot. It felt like a lot, yep. and it I didn't realize how little it was until after we bought the home and realized, oh, we we actually can afford to make this monthly payment. You know, we, it, it works out because we both had full-time jobs. Right. Um, we we just weren't used to it was all, you know? Well,
0: and you're prioritizing what you're buying, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to stop buying some of the stupid stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. And you have
0: to focus on, no, I need to pay my, my mortgage and I need to do those kinds of things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So she opened the door and gave you mm-hmm. the idea of being a homeowner. Mm-hmm. From the time she opened the door to the time, like, she handed you keys to the new house, how long?
1: Oh, it was literally like a month. And, and, and it's funny because... The, it was a very similar process for the second house.
0: <laughs> so the second house I was involved in, right? Like the yes. second house I know about. Uh-huh. And we just started talking a little bit, right? Like mm-hmm. we just started talking a little bit about, like what if, like what if you need a little more space? Mm-hmm. You had your daughter. She was probably what, like five months old at the time, four months mm-hmm. old at the time. Yeah. So your house was feeling, because the house you bought wasn't really that much, that big. It was bigger than 700 square feet, but right. it was still a pretty small house, right? Yeah,
1: It's, it's incredible how, how I I thought it was great in the beginning but it was three bedrooms, two bathrooms all squished into just 1000 square feet. Right. So um it had a lot of uh the lot size was decent. It's a really good lot size. Uh but the house itself was very small. And right. so at the time when it was just the two of us, great. But then it was two of us and two dogs and our daughter it got really well
0: and you have a big extended family and your wife Mm -hmm. has a big extended family so Mm -hmm. you also have a lot of company and people coming and going and things like that right so having a little bit more space is also good Mm -hmm. and like i messed up a little bit with you because i have a set process we do right like Mm -hmm. we sit down we talk about what you're looking for you talk to the lender we get all our ducks in a row in your case we kind of found the perfect house too early yeah right um, but it was the perfect house. Like it mm-hmm. had, you guys were looking for a little bit of a unicorn. Mm-hmm. It had exactly what you wanted, exactly in the location. Like it met all the criteria, mm-hmm. but then of course we had to scramble a little bit to like make it work because mm-hmm. you kept your first house.
1: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: It'd have yep. been easier if
1: you would have sold it. A hundred percent. In hindsight, I, it's so important to like talk to an agent and a lender first, I know. get your plan together. <laughs> and like the way we did it, like, it only would have worked because it was you.
0: <laughs> it was like, not the like smoothest, the only right? Way. Yep. Yeah.
1: It was, it was so, there were so many times where I was like, oh, okay, I guess this isn't happening. Um, but it ended up working out. And, and yeah, it's like, it, it was just that we found the house that had everything we were looking for. Plus all the things that we thought we couldn't ask for because we thought we couldn't afford at the time.
0: You know, my favorite <laughs> thing was when we were walking around, mm-hmm. you were like, I was dreaming of a hot tub. And like, you've never said that to me, like I had no idea a hot tub was on like the list. Mm -hmm. Now I don't ever let my buyers have like, you can't buy a house or not buy a house because it has a hot tub because you can put a hot tub in, right? Right. Like people will say to me, I have to have a fenced yard for my dog. I'm like, no, you don't. You can build a fence. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it'd be nice if it was already done, Mm -hmm. but that's not it. We're not going to buy a house or not buy a house because of a fenced yard, because you can always fence the yard. If there's a yard, you can fence it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't even know you wanted a hot tub. And then this house magically had a hot tub.
1: Yeah, it's it's so crazy how it had all the little things, like even down to the, um, it, ha- it has yards on all sides, right? And even yep. down to like, they were cemented. So like one of our, we have Huskies and they're like escape artists and he can't dig under the fence to run away. Like
0: <laughs> it was yep. perfect. I yep. can't
1: believe like it was all the things that we needed.
0: Well, and that's why we scrambled, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we jumped, like that's why we, even though it wasn't as well thought out, it was worth it because it was perfect. Yeah. How's it going as a new landlord?
1: It's, uh, it's been a process. It was, it's been a lot to learn, I think, okay. more than anything. It's uh, trying to do everything by the book, very carefully, exactly the way it should be, looking into all the laws, and it, it's been a lot of learning. Um, I think I got really lucky. So far, everything's been going really well. I've checked up on the house. They're taking really good care of it. Um, and you could tell that they, they take pride in where they live, um, so I, I have really good tenants. Uh, and it's uh it's crazy to think like sometimes I'll, I'll talk to my friends um and it's and uh they'll mention how they feel like me and my wife are speed running life <laughs> because That's we're a nice only 27 compliment, yeah right <laughs> uh-huh
0: but you're right at 27 you have two houses mhm you have a fabulous daughter mhm you kind of yeah. have your stuff put together right yeah now we know there's more to it, right? There's mm. more to do, right? Yeah. Like we just talked about life insurance and mm-hmm. like life insurance is your next thing. Yep. And when we have multiple things, like it's leveraged, right? Like you're leveraged out a little bit more than maybe the person who's just renting. So mm-hmm. then you need a bigger emergency fund. Mm-hmm. You know, Not only do you have to worry about your furnace going out, but you have to worry about what happens if your tenants furnace went out right exactly Mm -hmm. and sometimes from a landlord perspective i'll be more proactive like i'll wait on my own house until the furnace dies Mm -hmm. but on a rental if i know a furnace is getting old or a water heater is getting really old i'll proactively replace that stuff because then i can do it on my time frame and i don't have that tenant who doesn't have power or doesn't have heat doesn't have Mm -hmm. whatever it is and is in a panic so i'll be proactive on that stuff so think about that as you're going through it Mm -hmm. because like it's the worst when it's sunday night at 6 30 and like like one of my tenants just called me and she's like, "Our refrigerator died. Can you get us a new one here tonight?" No, <laughs> it's Sunday at six thirty. Like, yeah. I, and, and it's like in COVID, like you can't even get a refrigerator tomorrow, anyways. Like mm-hmm. everything takes t- time right now. Yeah, but it's that like, how do you how do you get ahead of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's awesome that you have good tenants. Yeah, and they're paying and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, having lots of conversations around like, hey, if there's something wrong, tell me right? Yeah. Don't call me if the light bulb burn out. That's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. But if your toilet's leaking and causing damage, I want to know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you're lucky because you're pretty handy.
1: Um, yeah, actually. And, and it's funny because I wasn't handy until I became a homeowner. And then mm-hmm. it's just like all of a sudden you get this bug to start doing all these projects, right? You look at this wall and it's like, I can make this wall nicer. And, <laughs> and so figuring out what that would it.
0: be. Yep. Yeah. So does that mean you watch a lot of YouTube videos?
1: I watch a lot of YouTube. Yes. And and it's funny because um, that's helped me become more handy. But uh, I'm mostly self-taught in even even my work and everything I do. So mm-hmm. like I, I am a, a graduate of YouTube University. Like.
0: <laughs> Give. What was a favorite project you did in your first house?
1: Mm, my first house. Let's see. Oof. The first house, there wasn't a whole, there wasn't anything big I did to the first okay. house. Um, I, I did a lot of lighting. So uh, the entire house was smart. So uh-huh. I had smart everything. I had um, uh, voice assist- assistants in every room. So uh, you could say like sound. turn lights
0: on, turn lights off, yeah. turn music on.
1: Uh, colors, everything. Got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that was my favorite thing, which I already did to my new house I as was well. Gonna, I was, was
0: going <laughs> to ask you. Uh, what else have you done in the new house? Because you haven't been there very long. It was in pretty good shape, Mm -hmm. right? It didn't need a lot, but maybe cosmetically Mm -hmm. over time, like stuff for your personal stuff. Yeah, it's
1: been a lot of really cosmetic stuff. So I did all the smart lighting. So like the entire house is smart, smart thermostat, smart front door lock, uh, lighting, everything. Um, And uh, I added latches to all the gates uh, to -hmm. make them a little more secure for my dogs. Right. Um, Little tiny things like um, adding like a two by four stopper for one of the gates as well. Um, so not big
0: projects though. yet.
1: Yeah. Nothing, nothing too huge yet. Yeah. Just cosmetic. Do you
0: have a big project coming up that you're going to do?
1: Uh, yes. So, uh, on the second floor, one of the bedrooms has this unused attic space and it is just wasted square footage because it is not, it's, um, insulated and not drywalled. And so just drywalling that thing and turning it into a walk-in closet and adding that square footage to the house. Yep. Easy. Easy easy money as
0: far as equity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And much better use of the space, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's right off the bedroom, so it gives you just more storage and everybody mm-hmm. needs more storage. Yeah. Can you do that yourself? Can you drywall?
1: Uh, I do not know how to drywall, but I, <laughs> I would know love to, drywall, to learn how to drywall. <laughs> I think
0: drywall is one of the things, like in my list of hiring things out, uh-huh. it is definitely one of my, I always hire it out. Yeah. Um, but maybe in a closet, it doesn't matter if your drywall is not perfect. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could practice, but drywalling is an art. Like it yeah, is hard it really is. drywall. Yeah, it really is. What would you, um? did you make any mistakes before you bought your house, your first house? Or maybe even your second house? Like, mm-hmm. is there something if you could go back and like, oh, if I would have done it this way, it would have been better?
1: Um, oh, There's, okay, definitely the second house. So there's, so, and, and a lot of this is just because I, I'm working around so many realtors now and, and I've learned so many things. Um, But financially, like just having all my assets together, like I didn't even realize how many assets we had in just like, um... Like four uh, hundred one ks and just mm-hmm. things laying around that I had never taken the time to like put together and and uh, count. Like okay, this is how much money we have in right. case there was an emergency. Uh, and so, all, just having all of that together, um, and having a uh, an emergency plan, and like things like that, like that's something that I should have done a long time ago. <laughs> and now but I but it have, forced you to yeah. do
0: it when you bought the second house. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: So now I have my financials together a lot more, okay. and uh, now I know a lot more for the next home as well.
0: One of my favorite things, and I updated about every quarter, is a one-page Excel spreadsheet, mm-hmm. and it's like all of our assets, all of our liabilities. It has like all my goals for the year. So whatever our financial goals are for 2022 or 2023. I haven't put it together next year's yet, but it's like pay private school or whatever mm. those things are. It's all in one place, and mm. my financial planner thinks it's ridiculous because he's like, you do know that you could just like log into our system and everything's there. And I'm like, I, I don't like, I don't want something I can have to log into. Mm. I want one thing on my computer that's just a simple like spreadsheet of of where we stand. Yeah, because it motivates me. To like pay off that debt or pay this off or I said I was going to put this much money into our 401k. Mm-hmm. That motivates me and so being able to see it all in one place is really nice for me.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it's those little things where totally. as long as it makes sense to you and yep. that's, that's your way, then that, that's all it needs to be.
0: Any other yeah. mistakes?
1: Um, let's see. Uh, big mistakes. Ooh.
0: I mean, you didn't know how much money you made.
1: I didn't know how much money. Which was
0: part of the reason we had challenges, yes. right? Uh-huh. Because you weren't like you weren't paying that close of attention. Yeah to the numbers, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And so that's also part of it, I think, from a, and, and you're not the only person, like lots of people don't know how much money they make, which in my world, because I'm commissioned, I think I think that's mm-hmm. weird, but but it's really normal, because we mm-hmm. see it all the time with our clients, and they'll say something, and then like, when you get the verification of employment, you're like, But no, that isn't actually like what it is, right? And sometimes it's because, oh, there was a bonus that didn't happen or did Mm -hmm. happen. Sometimes there's reasons. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people are just like, like you just weren't paying it. Like Mm -hmm. you got the money, you could pay your bills.
1: Exactly, yeah. You could buy what you want to buy. Like I could tell you how much I got each paycheck deposited into my account because that's the number that I saw. Right. But as far as putting that together for like an entire year, yeah, I I had an idea and that was kind of it.
0: (laughs) But that's, I mean, that's like once we figured it out, once we dialed in, Mm -hmm. because especially trying to keep the first house, that meant all the numbers were tighter. Yeah. right because mm-hmm. you have to qualify and the lender is going to give you some credit for rent mm-hmm. but they don't give you 100 percent credit for rent right they give you i think it's like 75 percent depending yeah, 75%. like 75 percent, and they they assume some vacancy mm-hmm. now i'll tell you as a landlord i have very little vacancy but when i go to buy a house the lender assumes all of my rentals mm-hmm. have whatever their formula says for vacancy mm-hmm. which is great but i don't really actually have that mm-hmm. but it means like i get even less rent counted yeah. towards it right mm-hmm. and so and like we have four rentals so that could add up as it goes through um but it made all your numbers a little bit tighter because it was like okay i have to be able to pay this and you didn't want to rent out your new house until you were moved into your old or rent out your first house until you were moved in right so that took a little bit of juggling too right like yep. what is it going to rent for we don't know exactly
1: mm-hmm. and that's where it was so important where like You and Steven were very knowledgeable, right? And that's where it it matters to have somebody that's really experienced, that's dealt with all of this before. Both you and Steven uh, not only have a lot of years of experience, but you guys also have rental properties and are owners, and like so you guys know. Um, And that was a huge deal because even when I was renting the house out like I would go I would go to you for advice Like what do I say? What do I do here?
0: (laughs) Technically not what we do, but but it is what we do right like and that's and and I love I love rental property as an investment And I also caution people because like what happens if they don't pay their rent for three months? Mm -hmm. You still have to pay your mortgage. Yeah, right so you have to have some wiggle there at the beginning of COVID. I was kind of scared, right, because for rentals out there, mm-hmm. what if everyone stopped paying rent to me? Like, we'd have been screwed. In the end, only one of our renters asked us, mm-hmm. and the COVID rules were a little bit different because you could stop paying rent, but then it would all be due at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And so when she asked me, I said, hey, you know, a, I A, affordability was I can't do it. That was the beginning. I didn't know what real estate was going to do. I'm like, I can't pay that mortgage and my mortgage, like, it wasn't going to happen. But I also said to her, I feel like paying your rent every month is going to be easier then not paying your rent for four months or five months or whatever that time frame was at that very beginning when we didn't know anything yet, right? Yeah. And then having it all be due at once. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, that's true. She's like, my mom will help me, it'll be okay. Yeah. And so everybody paid for us, but I have friends who just put their house back on the rental market. Mm-hmm. Their tenant hasn't paid rent for two and a half years. Wow. And so two and a half years, they had a mortgage, they had to pay the mortgage where they live and the mortgage mm-hmm. on their rental, while they also paid an attorney to get the renter out.
1: And that's where like it really matters that you have not only the savings, but if you're making uh, a little bit of profit to put uh, into another savings account off of that that rental, then I mean, it's all gonna get eaten away by that. Totally. That's things you need to take into account too.
0: And it doesn't take very much to go wrong. Mm -hmm. to do that right
1: yeah like I was telling um, my dad actually because I've been trying to convince them to move up here right Um, unsuccessfully but we all yep (laughs) I'm not winning
0: that battle either so I understand
1: (laughs) and so at one point he he's like he told me oh I could just rent the house out and then buy something else and I'm like and I told him it's not that easy (laughs) it takes there's a lot of paperwork there's a lot of learning the laws it's different in every state um, and you have to have uh, money put away for emergencies what happens if when something goes wrong you need to go and fix it It's another job, right?
0: Yeah, or you have to hire a property manager mm-hmm. and then your profitability is not as much right Because you're paying mm-hmm. them out of that as well exactly which yeah. a lot of people choose to do that and that, That's fine. It's also a timing issue mm-hmm. because like it makes sense for you guys to keep it as a rental mm-hmm. long term Mm -hmm. But if you want to come to me and said, hey, I'm thinking about keeping it as a rental for a year or two, often people say things like, well, I'm just going to wait for the market to get a little better, or I'm going to wait for this, or whatever, like whatever their story is, and Mm -hmm. it's a short-term thing. You should never rent it for a short term because capital gains. Mm-hmm. Like, if you would have sold that property, you would have been exempt from paying any capital gains on it because it had been your primary residence mm-hmm. for two of the last five years. Yeah. And so, five hundred thousand dollars as a married couple would have been exempt. You did not make more than five hundred thousand dollars on the house, mm-hmm. so all of it would have been tax free. But now that it's on the rental pool, if you come back to me in four or five or six years and say, "Hey, now we're ready to sell it," mm-hmm. then we're going to have to either pay you're going to pay capital gains, or you have to do a 1031 and exchange it into another rental property, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a good way of growing your wealth, mm-hmm. is holding a property long enough that you could sell it and buy two. Yeah. So you've held it long enough that you have enough equity, but mm-hmm. when you sell it, you can take it and you can 1031 into two properties. Mm-hmm. That's one of the ways that Charles and I have gotten to where we are indoors, mm-hmm. because we were able to 1031 into, into that. that, even our sense. current office. Uh-huh. That we 1031 our previous office. So we sold the small little condo office uh-huh. and used that money as a down payment for the new office, uh-huh. and so it let us roll that through and defer mm-hmm. those capital gains.
1: Nice. Okay. See, that makes sense. That and that's that's the type of thing that's super useful to know because we do plan on eventually buying more properties. Right. Right. And and that's the great thing I think, and one of the biggest ways real estate has kind of changed my life is that well, um, for so long I thought that I could either I always had a passion for what I do, mm-hmm. and um, I thought I could either do what I love or make money doing something I didn't. <laughs> and, and now, luckily, I could do what I love and still make more money by owning real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's, that's probably one of the biggest things that, that I'm going to try to pass on to my daughter is do what you love, and then if you still need to make more money, invest elsewhere. Yeah. Real estate and is a good place. And if you do what
0: you love yeah. really well, mm-hmm. there's more money in it.
1: Yeah. That's right. It. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's enjoyable. Like you like getting mm-hmm. up and going to work and you like figuring it out and you like doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I I love doing real estate. It's hard. Right? It is hard. And this last week has been a little harder than normal, but I still love it. Like I still love meeting mm-hmm. new people and figuring out how to like overcome those obstacles and like, okay, we know this is the goal. How mm-hmm. are we gonna get there? Yeah. Right? What does that look like? And I know what you I know our end, but then like we have some roller coasters of, like, hey, okay, we have to, to do this. And, like, even with yours, we shifted a couple times. Like, we did FHA, then conventional, then FHA again, I think. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Do we end up closing FHA in the end? You or? know,
1: I, I knew for such a long time. And then, I think
0: like, we ended up closing conventional.
1: Uh, we might have. I, I really don't remember anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there was all sorts of rules. And that's yeah. because the guidelines were different mm-hmm. for your – rental property. Right. That's what it ultimately came down to was mm-hmm. FHA had different criteria than conventional and you're right. I don't remember which one we ended up on, but they had more requirements around that. And yeah. so it's figuring out, okay, hey, what like how do we how do we best fit in the box? Because when you best fit in the box, you get the best package. Lowest mm-hmm. interest rate, lowest fees, it's the it's the best deal. Yeah. Um but you guys, I mean, you guys have changed your family tree.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like that's mm-hmm. a whole, did, um, so your parents owned a house though. Yes. So you did have a little bit in your, like in your genealogy.
1: Yes. So it's, um, I had, I had a really good example, I think, in my parents. So my parents came from Guatemala and El Salvador. Um, they are, they came um, as immigrants. Uh, this was, this was in the 80s, I believe. Okay. And uh, my. Before you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my mom and dad were, I think, 18, 19 around okay. there. And that's when they met, and they ended up getting married. Um, and they bought the home the year I think I was one year one year old. Okay. When they when they bought their first house, it was foreclosed on, so they got a really good deal on it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they got to a point where they couldn't really afford it anymore, and then my mom had to start working, and then they together they were able to to keep affording it. But they bought it for something really cheap, like one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Uh, and it was a four-bedroom, two-bath, um, nice. really in California. Decent, in California, um, and so now that that house is worth upwards of eight hundred thousand dollars.
0: So one of the things that I was thinking about on that is, mm-hmm. like, so one hundred fifty thousand. Let's say now it's worth eight hundred. Mm-hmm. So if they were to sell the house, mm-hmm. they would actually probably owe capital gains
1: because they're married,
0: but they mm-hmm. have more than $500,000 of profit,
1: mm-hmm. right? Oh, so actually they refinanced a few times. doesn't matter. In the, oh, it doesn't.
0: Oh. Doesn't matter how much cash you pull out. Uh-huh. It's the basis of what you buy. So uh-huh. they're gonna have to be really thoughtful around how they sell. Yeah. And we mostly see this as a problem in California more than Oregon, to be honest, because uh-huh. the California market is so volatile and goes, has gone up so much over the years. Mm-hmm. And because of how the property taxes are set in California, it encourages people to hold for a long time mm. and not sell. And so sometimes my clients keep their property in California as rentals mm-hmm. and then buy up here ah. and then let their kid inherit it. Yeah. And it's interesting because I always have said like, you 1031, so you exchange, you exchange, you exchange, and then you die and your heirs get to never have to pay those taxes. Mm-hmm. Statistically speaking, most people stop doing exchanges at some point. At some point they say, I just want the money. Mm-hmm. I'm okay paying some taxes, mm-hmm. but I don't want to have the hassle of having this rental property anymore. Yeah. Right. Because it is hassle. Like, you've had a pretty good run, but like, it's mm-hmm. still hassle. Yeah. And it could, like... We've really only had one bad experience in 20 years. Like, I had one experience where, in hindsight, I should have been smarter. Like, she was just a con person. Mm-hmm. And she moved in and never paid me a dime. Her deposit check bounced. She lived there for six months. It cost me $34,000 in attorney fees. Wow. And didn't pay her rent for thir- for six months. And, like, so much of my time. Mm-hmm. And, like, I asked Shada about it sometime because Shada was working for me at the time. Uh-huh. And it was her time too. Like, she was helping me manage the crazy. But, like, the lady was just crazy. But one time in 20 years isn't bad, right? right? So like, at the time it sucked. Like that was 2018 Mm -hmm. and it sucked. But now, like one time was a pretty small window, so. Yeah. But I did sell that house. It just had bad juju. (laughs) (laughs) I had to sell it. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. Like it was a good house, Uh but like once I got her out, I'm like, yeah, no, we're like, I had one more good renter Uh move in. And then I'm like, yep, that house is gone. So we don't even own that house anymore. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, Jenny Turner, Lovejoy Real Estate. Follow us on social and listen to us wherever you catch your podcasts.
1: Jenny, thanks again for having me. Christian Pinato Lovejoy Real Estate. Uh, you can follow me at Christian E. Pinato on Instagram or on Elias Pinato on TikTok.